0: Welcome, everybody, to the Safina Society Nothing But Facts live stream. Today is Thursday, and Thursday, of course, is the day for stories of the awliya. One of my favorite, I don't know what I like better, uh, Affairs of the Umar or Stories of the Awliya. They're very different, but I think they're both really, really important. Both of them are extremely important uh, to cover. And last week, yesterday was basically a rant, honestly, about the insane stuff that's happening in Christianity with uh, the mockery of Sayyidina Isa to that degree and that ridiculous level. Uh, But I was saying that if someone had said that stuff about one of the awliya of Islam, forget the prophet of Islam, right? And we said about like for Christianity, that's like not only their prophet, but it's their God, Right son of god god whichever one you however you want to break it up but how insane is that 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 is tolerated that's accepted so if someone had said that just about one of the awliya of uh, of allah that would have been a fight that would be an issue so let us now get straight into uh the the stories of the awliya which is today the great shaqiq al-balqi last week we did abu yazid al-bastami yeah it was two weeks ago because we didn't have thursday last week and today is al balhi wa abu ali shakik ibn ibrahim al-balhi he died on in 194 hijri which is equivalent to 810 of the uh, uh, common era or Christian era, common era, but they used to call it before Christ. And he was from the Shi'uk of Khurasan. And she is, and he is Ustav of Hatim Al asam He's the Sheikh of Hatim Al asam And it said that سبب زهده أنه كان من أبناء الأغنياء. Here's another person who was from, he was from the the disciples, uh, sorry, from the children of the rich. And a lot of times the rich, that lifestyle is not fun for kids, right? The lifestyle of, of the rich is oftentimes really not fun for kids. You can't touch anything. You can't do this. You have to dress up in a stiff suit. Kids, they need to be relaxed. They need to be free. But the lifestyle of the rich, they're brought up with a lot of pressure to to preserve their wealth, to preserve their name, all that stuff. And oftentimes people start fantasizing about the poor. It's like much more relaxed to be to live the way they live. So it says here that Kharaj alitijara ila turk Okay, he went out and he was young in the lands of the Turks to do trade. فدخل بيتا للأصنام فرأى خادما للأصنام قد حلق رأسه وَلِحْيَتَهُ ولبس ثيابا أرجوانية فقال شقيق للخادم إن لك صانعا حيا عالما قادرا فعبده so here he is a, youth, a Muslim youth and he goes to the lands of the Turks and what does he see you ever see in episode two of uh, season two of erturul that That pagan character that they have? The Turks were pagans back in the old days. Okay? They were all pagans. And in their paganism, he said here, a man, shaved head, shaved beard, uh, all sorts of like, um, you know, clothes that's unique and all that stuff, chanting and grunting and all this insanity that they used to do. So Shaqiq he's just a youth right he's not even like um, in he's just a regular muslim kid and so regular muslim kid he gets shocked when he sees this stuff and then he starts appreciating what he has you think that we're the first people to have that experience he had that experience Shaqiq al-Balqi had that experience so he said you have a, a living knowledge, know, knowledgeable creator okay عالم قادر صانع worship him and don't worship these idols that cannot harm you cannot benefit you لا تضر ولا تنفع alright لا تضر ولا تنفع فقال إن كان كما تقول فهو قادر على أن يرزقك ببلدك فلماذا أتعبت نفسك بالمجيء إلى هنا للتجارة interesting question he says to سشقيق البلخي Oh, really? I have a God that takes care of me? Then why are you here? Why, did you ha- why didn't you Why did he send you wealth and rizq over there? Why did you have to travel over here? And Shaqeek, as we said, he's just a youth. He's just a kid at this time. So he doesn't have an answer. And he starts being upset that he didn't know the answer to that question. Right? So yeah, well, why? If Allah is Qadir, okay, but he gives risk but why do i have to move so he doesn't know that there's a concept of asbab and you must respect the creator by if you want to attain something you have to go through the door of that thing which or the path of that thing okay which is we call them asbab they're not laws of nature but they appear to us like laws cuz they always apply okay they're, they're it's you could say it's a law of nature okay and that we have these laws Of nature's uh, laws of nature and essentially if you want risk you have to go get it it's not going to come straight to you so that was one reason so when he had that debate with this pagan uh, uh, what are these things called you know which doctor who knows what they're called pagan priest he gets upset that he doesn't know he starts to study that's the first start Another story says, can asaba zuhdihi and ra'a mamlukan yal'abu Abu wayamra fi zaman qahd. Makan an-nas muhtamin bih. Fa qala shaqiq: "Ma hadha an-nashat alladhi feek? Ama tara ma feeh an-nas min al-jadb wal-qahd?" Fa qala al-mamluk: "Wa ma in min dhalika li mawla ya qaryatan minha man nahtaju nahnu ilayh." So وقال فَقَالَ فَانْتَبَهَا شَقِيقُهُ وَقَالَ إِنْ كَانَ لِمَوْلَاهُ قَرِيَةٌ وَمَوْلَاهُ مَخْلُوقٌ فَقِيرٌ ثُمَّ إِنَّهُ لَا يَهْتَمُ لِرِزْقِهِ فَكَيْفَ يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَهْتَمَ الْمُسْلِمُ لِرِزْقِهِ وَمَوْلَاهُ غَنِيٌّ so he then saw another slave on the same trip a slave and he saw him and said why are you uh, there, there, it was a time of drought and and recession and financial depression and, and 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 drought so he says to uh the slave he finds a slave laughing dancing moving around having a good time having a jolly old time so he says to shaqiq shaqiq says to him why why are you laughing and, and and prancing around when we're all in a depression here and we're having a drought he says oh that's you but my uh, my master, he's got a big uh, palace and a garden. We have everything we need. So then Shakiq says, if this is the case with a, a pagan, you know, created being, he's a slave of a pagan created being, then what about a Muslim who's direct slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And Allah's commanding us, rely upon me. So, intabah. Intabah means he got his attention and he started paying attention and he started thinking and he started realizing that uh, if that's the case with this pagan, it's, we should be even more uh, reliant upon Allah. hatimul asam." We read his biography already. Hatimul asam. Remember, he's the one who, when a lady had came to ask him a question and accidentally passed gas, She was so embarrassed that Hatim al-Asam, he found out the only way to actually make her feel better was to pretend that he was hard of hearing. So he pretended the entire time that he was hard of hearing and he saw her, she relaxed because he realized he didn't hear what she just did. And then word spread that 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 happened and he ended up being nicknamed Hatim the Deaf. So Hatim al-Asam, Al-Asam means the Deaf, كان and, and deaf doesn't always mean 100% deaf. It could be like partially deaf. He was rich. And he was, uh, he would always have a lot of, uh, like the elite friend group. Okay. And Ali Ibn Isa Ibn Mahan Amir Balkh And Ali Ibn Isa was the prince or the governor of Barq at the time, وَكَانُ يُحِبُّ And he also, as a rich you know, governor, prince, he used to like to um, hunt with dogs. فَفَقَدَ كَلْبًا مِنْ كِلَابِهِ One time one of his hunting dogs was missing. فَسَعَى بِرَجُلٍ أَنَّهُ عِنْدَهُ وَكَانَ الرَّجُلُ فِي جِوَارِ And it turns out some people said that شَقِيق's neighbor has the dog. So, فطلب الرجل فهرب فدخل دار الشقيق مستجيرا so uh, the Amir sent his men go to that guy get me my dog back so the guy being شقيق's neighbor sees these forces coming the police and he runs into شقيق's house فمضى شقيق إلى الأمير خلوا سبيله فإن الكلب عندي أرده إليكم خلال ثلاثة أيام so what does he say he helps this man he goes to Shaqiq and he says, uh, he goes to the governor, Shaqiq himself goes to the governor, and he says, by the way, uh, it was me. I needed the dog. But I'll give him back to you in three days. It was me who took the dog. Okay. سَبِيلُهُ شَقِيْقٍ So the governor said, okay, fine. Let the, forget that guy. Shaqeeq's going to bring the dog. شقيق. شقيق, he, he had no clue where the dog was so he turns to the man he said okay look if you took the dog give it to me because I basically saved you in a sense so give me the dog I'll return it the guy says I'm innocent the neighbor he says I, I never had this dog so Shaqeek is now in a bit of a jam And he waits the first day, second day, doesn't know what to do. He said, Third day, let's go start looking for the dog. We promised him. Randomly, a friend of Shaqiq that he had was traveling and he shows up with a dog, right? And he says, Where'd you get this dog? He said, Oh, I found him out in the outside the city, roaming around, and he had a, a collar. So I assumed somebody owns him. I figured he's trained. Someone owned him in the past and he's trained. So I figured you like to play around with these things, right? And hunt and do all these things. So let me bring you, let me give it to you as a gift. So I'm here giving to you as a gift. He said, Subhanallah, uh, this is the dog that I promised the Amir I bring him back. Okay. So he was so happy. He was saved. He bought the dog back to the Amir. He was making dua so much at this time, and as a result of that, when he was saved, he realized what he owes to Allah Ta'ala, and that's when he began to take things seriously. A person doesn't take things seriously until he experiences Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through dua, through fear, through some bad thing that's gonna to happen to us. And then a person, once they experience that, they realize that's far greater than the life of the pleasures of this world. People think that Muslims don't like the pleasures of this world. That's a big mistake. And any Muslim who thinks that he's going on that route, he should stop. That's not the route that is the sunnah. Okay. The only time, the only, the thing is, is that what the prophet's path has taught us and showed us is that there's a greater pleasure than the physical pleasures and that's the sakina of the heart and you can find people you can always find people who have all the pleasures of the world but are unhappy because they don't have sakina in their heart and you'll never find somebody who has sakina in his heart but is unhappy because he doesn't have enough dunya and if you do it's possible Right, it's possible that a person who is solid righteous but is just lacking something of the dunya, and he really wants it, because maybe it's human nature, maybe it's fitra, maybe his spirituality is at a level that he still can't do without it. Let's compare their states: the state of the millionaire billionaire who's miserable on the ins- on the inside, or the state of that person, the saaleh and righteous who's just lacking. A couple extra thousand hundred bucks or a child maybe, or a wife or a husband that he's waiting for and looking for, do a comparison right so there's only two you're, you, there's only two paths in this world, and the earlier the sooner you realize this, the better. The first path is just to, to try to get all your pleasures, just all day and all night pleasure. and the second path is to treat your soul to realize that it's this is not what's going to do the trick. Your soul is what's going to so submit to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You're submitting to one of the two. That's it. And so, the sooner you realize that, then you could fully invest yourself. When you invest yourself in the pleasure of the, of, uh, of 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 the body, you have to. You're damning your soul if you fully devote yourself because a lot of it is haram. But when you devote yourself to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will ensure that you get enough of the pleasures of the body that will make you happy, satisfied, right? And you won't need a lot. You'll need some. There's no doubt you'll, you won't, th- that we're not, we don't go the path of that path of enlightenment that you don't need anything of the body. That's like Bo- the Buddhists route. Maybe the Catholic monks, they go that route. We don't go that route. But what we do say is that what the path of the prophet has is a greater pleasure of the spirit which renders that sometimes you need to sacrifice the pleasures of the body in order to strengthen the spirit. And then once your spirit is in a good position then indulging in what is permissible of the pleasures of the body will not harm you and you don't need much. You really don't need much to be satisfied. You'll be busy with the pleasures of the heart and the sakina of the heart so we're we're a religion that actually tells you that you do not only need both but they're both legitimate desires they're totally legitimate why else would allah tell us why would allah tell us oh allah gift us with someone to settle in my heart sweetly is someone that i truly love amongst my spouses and my children okay allah wants you to have that and that desire is not bad it's not harmful if you know where it's coming from and if you haven't sacrificed your spirit for it meaning your religion okay and the the origin or the foundation of spirituality is discipline and saying no and and believing in your creator and then saying no to your ego when do you say no to your ego where Allah tells you to say no, not where you just choose to say no. So I always remember Lent, like my Christian friends, Catholic classmates at school, and they are talking about Lent, right? And I'm like, what is Lent? We we give up one food of ours. So not only that it's something that it's only one food, right? It's your choice. Once it's your choice, this is not valid anymore, Right? It's not really a sacrifice anymore if it's your choice. I mean, if anyone's smart, well, I'll, I'm going to give up pomegranates. Like, when is the last time you actually ate a pomegranate, right? I'm going to give up orange juice. One of my friends gave up orange juice. Like, man, you don't even like orange juice, right? So it's too easy. You can't, you don't author spirituality the way you want. You auth. It's, it's done the way that the creator wants, right? Because that's harder, It's very hard when you're told what to do and you have to submit your ego. And that's the, so uh, the spirituality, modern spirituality is basically try to feel good, recognize that the heart needs to be at peace, but we want to try to achieve that without ever saying no to the ego and its desires. Our creator says, you will at some point have to say no to your desires sometimes. Not even a lot of times. Okay? It's not even a lot. So that's what Shachik al-Balqi, when he tasted the desperation and turned to Allah Ta'ala in a state of desperation, when he tasted that, he realized, whoa, that, that moment of prayer, of desperation, that whole this whole situation was a far more awesome experience and felt much deeper and felt at home, and it felt right than all that life of just seeking pleasures. Now, I want you to do another thing. Compare a man who's devoted himself to his spirit, spiritual side, until he's like 60, 70 years old. Any religion, mind you. Let's say a Christian. Let's say whatever he was. And then compare guys who went for the path of pleasures. If you're in the path of pleasures, you should be in Las Vegas, you should be, you should really be doing it. I really don't understand anyone who goes halfway. Like, it's a binary. Why would you go and live this regular middle class life and get married and have kids and have a minivan and waste all your time like this, okay? And then, but what's your commitment? Are you committed to enjoying yourself or do you believe in a creator? If you believe in a creator, why go halfway as well? Go all the way. But we're lucky that our creator sent us a prophet who's teaching us, yes, you can go all the way, but you're going to live a reasonable life. You're going to live normally like everybody else. He's teaching us to live normally. That's the sunnah, what we call the sunnah, the example of the prophet, peace be upon him. So that's the idea, is that uh, you only have two paths. Most of humanity, they don't make a commitment I don't understand. You're wasting your time. Just pick one or the other. There is no middle. And if it's if there's no God, there's no Creator, there's no nothing. What's binding you to live this normal, mundane life of being an accountant or being a dentist or some lame job like this? No, sorry for the dentist that I just offended. Okay. But if you're if you believe That this, there's none, there's no... Cancel all these relationships. Go out to Las Vegas. Forget laws, right? Only thing you worry about with laws is getting caught, right? There's only two paths in life. And the Dajjal, the Dajjalic system of life is trying to make pleasures more and more accessible. Pleasures in the haram, I should say. Notice that they always, the pleasures of the haram, are, they're always indulging in them. The pleasure that is halal, they. they mock them, in a sense. Like marriage is always mocked and made fun of. But if it's in the haram, it's praised and celebrated. Like gay marriage is celebrated. Whereas regular married couple in any sitcom, they're always like made fun of. The guy's got a bit of a stomach. He's bored of his wife, blah, blah, blah. But the gay married couple, they're always happy. So shaitan he makes the, 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 what is bad look good. Hatim al-Assam says, Kunna ma'a ma- ma- masafin nuhari with Turk. They both went and they were doing jihad against the Turks. The Turks yet had not all become entered, entered Islam at that point. So there was a fight and battles and wars between them. يوم لا ترى فيه إلا رؤوس تندر ورماح تنقصف وسيوف تنقطع. he said it's a day it was a day in which all you saw was heads rolling, arrows flying, okay? and and swords broken, right, vicious fighting. فقال لي يا شقيق شقيق said to me كيف ترى نفسك يا حاتم في هذا اليوم how do you see yourself today هَلْ تَرَاهُ كُنْتَ فِي الَّتِي زُفَّتْ إِلَيْكِ Do you see yourself? Uh, how do you compare this day to the day that your wife was brought to you for the first time? Okay. فَقُلْتُ لَا وَاللَّهِ I said no by Allah. شَقِيق says However me myself... Me, myself, I feel the same way. Today, as I felt, the day that my wife was brought to me. That was supposed to be the, like, the happiest day for you, right? And this, the day at war should be the worst day of you, for you. But he says, no, I, I, I'm I the same today. Okay. Okay, so بَيْنَ he then said the, the war had settled that night and he slept and he was killed. Okay. So, uh, basically what he's saying is your, it's your, your happiness is in your obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the core of happiness. So even when we seek the pleasures of life, it's within a certain training almost, that, yeah, this is going to make you something that's happy, but this is not the ultimate source of your stability and your happy, or your, even your happiness. But it is something that's just part of life, right? And so here you have someone who was highly refined in this sense and was somebody who, on his best day and on his worst day of his body his heart was still in the same place. One of the sayings of Shaqeek is, إِذَا أَرَدْتَ أَن تَعْرِفَ الرَّجُلُ فَانْظُرْ إِلَى مَا وَعَدَهُ اللَّهُ وَوَعَدَهُ النَّاسُ فَبِأَيِّهِمَا يَكُونُ قَلْبُهُ If you want to know who, uh, about a person, see, if people promise him something, and Allah promises something, which one is his heart more... Uh, uh, secure about are you more secure about a divine promise or are you more secure about a human promise the taqwa of a man is known in three things what he gives, what he takes or what he refuses to give and in his speech you can see the taqwa of a man You see a taqwa of a man in his speech and in his buying and selling, essentially. All right, now let's do Muhammad ibn al Fadl al Balkhi. Another man from Balkh. His name is Muhammad ibn al Fadl. Abu Abdullah Muhammad ibn al Fadl al Balkhi. Okay. Sekhana Samarkand. He lived in the great city of Samarkand. Wa mata fiha. And he died in it. And he was a companion of Ahmad ibn Khadraway and others. And others from the Zuhad loved him. Now Balkh, remember, Samarkand, sorry is in today's area of it's, it's Uzbekistan, which is basically an extension of Persia, right? it's not directly in the middle of Persia but it's of it. katab Abu Uthman al-Hiri ila Muhammad ibn al-Fadl al-Balqi yas'aluh so Abu Uthman asks our subject Muhammad al-Balqi ma alamatu al-Shaqa what's the sign of misery faqala thalathatu ashiya three things yurzaq al-ilm wa yuhram al-amal the first sign of Shaqa is that Allah gives you ilm but he doesn't give you not action. Not a good sign. Or, you see that Allah has given a person the ability to do a lot of good things, but he has never taught him sincerity. How to be sincere. And you see this a lot with people who are active in masajid. They want to go out, and they want to be part of helping out in the mosques, but or, or in any organization of relief or something. But they never sit in the circles that teach about spirituality. Spirituality being, how do I gain, how do I have ikhlas? They never sit in those circles. They never study. They never do any ibadah. They never sit alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to contemplate their life. They don't do that aspect of things. So, al-ikhlas. Where are you going to learn ikhlas from? And unfortunately, any I believe anybody who's lived in the masjid life and Islamic organization, you see people like that. Someone very good-hearted, comes with a great intention, but gets tripped up really easily with their intention. Like one person offends them, their ego takes over. They get a position, something good happens, their ego takes over. Like they were not trained on how to control this ego of theirs or even detect it let alone control it you can you cannot know how to control it but you can detect it right you can say to yourself for example for example um i'm i know i'm totally out of control but i just don't know how to fix it that's that could happen but some people don't even realize that you have to do introspection and ask yourself what's my purpose what's my intention here so, someone needs to t- teach us this. It's not something we're going to figure out on our own. صحبة الصالح... صحبة Subhanallah. He's granted the ability to be with the righteous, but he was never taught adab with the righteous. That's like being with gold, but never being taught how to etch it out of the mountain. And, and use it as currency. You're living with a mountain of gold, but no one ever taught you that you can etch out a piece and take it uh, uh, to sell in the market. No one ever taught him that. So, he's being given all these tools of salvation, but he's wasting them. That's the idea here. Qala Abu Uthman al-Hiri, kana Muhammad ibn al-Fadl al he said, Islam was lost by four things. There are four reasons why we lose our Islam. That we don't act upon what we know. And we take action without knowledge. They don't teach what they know. So you know stuff but you never pass it on. If you don't pass it on then it dies out. And they discourage people from studying. Uh, back in the um, 40s, 50s and 60s it became a thing that uh, to study in the religious colleges the British didn't want that. So they taught the people now The best and brightest should go into engineering and medicine. And the least, like the blind, the cripple, send them off to memorize the Quran. Subhanallah. That's a problem. Islam is not going to to succeed in a land unless the best and the brightest take on da'wah and imamah. The best and the brightest. Because there are a lot of challenges... And they need to be articulated properly. And how many times a very smart kid goes to an imam who it's staghfirullah to say he's not smart. Yes, he may have memorized a couple things, but he's not bright. And he botches the whole thing. And then the kid says, oh, this is a religion for fools. وَقَالَ عَجَبًا لِمَنْ يَقْطَعُ لِيَصِلْ إِلَى بَيْتِهِ فَيَرَىٰ آثَارَ النُّبُوَّةِ كَيْفَ لَا نَفْسَهُ So he's saying, people would do anything to get back to their homes. Then, when you see the effects of prophecy, what are the effects of prophethood? It's in the success of the ummah, of course in the past, and it's in it's in the awliya and the saliheen. right? It's in the awliya and saliheen. When you see them, and you see the way they live, and you see uh, and you feel the barakah, the sakina, when you're around such ulama, and such saliheen, and obed and Zuhad, then you start saying to yourself, that's the traces of prophethood. He's saying, how could you not see that trace of prophethood, and then not get on the path of struggle to attain it? It's a fitri thing. Anybody who's truly seen these awliya and these salihin, you'd do anything to be like them. To have what they have. إِذَا رَأَيْتَ الْمُرِيدِ يَسْتَزِيد مِنَ الدُّنْيَا فَذَلِكِ مِنْ علامات إِدْبَارِهِ If you see a mureed, okay, if you see him chasing after the dunya, that is the sign that he's turned away from Allah. وَسُئِلَ عَنَ الزُّهْدِ He was asked about Zuhd. So he said, النَّذَرُ إِلَى الدُّنْيَا بِعَيْنِ Zuhd is to look, a murid is a disciple, and Zuhd is asceticism. Like doing without this world. He said that, it's to look at this world with an eye of deficiency. Like it's deficient. it's It's not perfect. It's not worth it. Naqs. and to to be distant from it to be distant from that worldly life why? تعززن. out of honor dignity it's not dignified for a person to be chasing the dunya okay and تشرفن. self-respect these are great sayings these are great sayings Next one is Abu Hassan ibn Bannan. And he is, Yantami ila Abi Saeed al-Kharraz, wa hua min kibar mashayikh, Misr. He is um, associated with Abu Saeed al-Kharraz. A Kharraz is somebody who sews like ornaments on clothes. Kharraz. And he was from the big shiukh of Misr. So he then says, uh, the concern over wealth, rizq, sustenance, when it is in your heart, then busy yourself with the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. And then the sign that your heart is is in sakina is that what is in the hands of Allah, what is in the promise of Allah is more weighty in your eyes than the promises of people so whenever a person finds himself lacking like i really want something i'm like it's aching my heart turn to the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that you're not so attached to that matter of the dunya turn to allah ta'ala and the sign that you've turned properly and you've advanced is that the promise of allah ta'ala is more weightier to you than the promises of people وَقَالَ اِجْتَنِبُوا دَنَاءَةَ الْأَخْلَاقِ كَمَا تَجْتَنِبُونَ الْحَرَامِ Bad character, cursing, things like that. Avoid it, just like you avoid food that is haram. Let's take another one. Number 16, Ali al-Bushanji. وَهُوَ أَبُلْ حَسَنْ عَلِي أَحْمَدْ إِبْنِ سَهْلٍ أَحْمَدْ إِبْنُ سَهْلٍ Bushanji. And he died 348 of the hijra 959, of the common era, he said, Ahadu He was one of the youth of Khurasan. Khurasan is between Persia and Afghanistan. The names that I just said, he kept their company as a disciple. He was asked about. Uh, Muru'ah is like the uprightness, the honor, and the dignity of a man. That kind of manhood. Dignity is do not use and do anything haram as long as the two angels are on your shoulders. Which is all the time, right? All the time. وَقَالَ لَهُ إِنسَانُ اُدْعُوا اللَّهَ تعالى لِي A man said to him, make dua for me. He said, أَعَاذَكَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مِنْ فِتْنَتِكَ May Allah protect you from your own fitna. وَقَالَ أَوَّلُ الْإِمَانِ مَنُوتٌ بِآخِرِهِ He said, the first, your first phase of faith is connected to your final phase of faith. Namely that, you're, when you first enter into Islam and you enter into the path, there is going to be, you're going to make an intention. If that intention is not right, okay, if that in- purpose and that intention is not right, it's going to reflect in the end. Let's do one more. Before we finish and next week it will be which is a big one. Muhammad al-Tirmidhi. وهو أبو عبد الله محمد ابن علي الترمذي من كبار الشيوخ وله تصانيف في علوم القوم صاحب أبا تراب النخشبي وأحمد ابن خضروي وأحمد ابن الجلاء وغيرهم سئل عن صفة الخلق he was asked about اخلاق character فقال أو oh, uh, صفة الخلق الخلق the creation he was asked about the describe us the the, the human being. He says, apparent weakness, but big claims. It's a great explanation. لينس, uh, من... I never planned to write these works, these books, and I never wanted them to be attributed to me. But, if I if if I get things get intense and I need a break, I'll just write a book on the deen. All right. That's his was his concept of taking a break. al Misri bi sana So he met the Noon al Misri in the year he went to Hajj. And we'll stop here and we'll do Sahle Tustari next week, and let's take a a breather here and tell you all about our soup kitchen. If you if you don't know about it, you could follow us now on Instagram. We have a soup kitchen that we want our students of knowledge. We want our Zohad We don't. I really don't want to go down as one of those uh, who benefits from Dean. We love the Dean. We act upon it. We do all these things. But we don't share anything. There are people, there are neighbors here. There are people down the street who are in need. And, and, and we have selfishness. It's terrible. Okay. So we started up a soup kitchen. And for the last year, we've been calling it the soup kitchen. And we finally gave it a name, which is La Cocina. And that is the, the name of our soup kitchen. Um, which literally just means the kitchen in spanish because 99 percent of our attendees here are from spanish-speaking countries Uh, they're all from central america latin america and mashallah we have now like a line out the door we literally have a line out the door every week look at this line here of people coming and that's about 5:45, two weeks ago, 5:45 p.m, Eastern Standard Time. That's about two weeks ago uh, where people line up because we open the door at 6 p.m. We open the door at 6 p.m and people can come in and take clothes. They could take food, they could take uh, tea, they could take toys, they could take appliances. And it's all stuff from the community. Like whatever community members have that's that, that they don't need anymore, well, what do they do with it? As long as it's in usable quality, not like insulting level quality, okay? Um, uh, you can just give it to us. People just come in, stop, drop it in front of the door, and then we take it in. And on Tuesday, the first team rolls in. And they organize everything, right? They organize everything. On Wednesday is when we actually... Now, that was our goal. We said early on we want to have a meal, a free meal given out once a week. That was the goal. That was not an impossible goal. We did it, alhamdulillah. We did it. Our goal for 2023 is to start offering two meals, which means we're going to hire a staffer to show up and do this extra work okay and coordinate and it's going to be a big we're going to we're going to make the demand of the community that you we need cooks you can come here and cook too we have a kitchen here come here and cook so what do we need to do do we need to get the food do we need to get the raw food every week whoever whatever community member Uh, is getting involved, they tell us, no, I'll cook it all and I'll bring it all. I'll cook it all, but you pick it up. Uh, Buy me the raw ingredients and put it in the kitchen and I'll come in and I'll cook from like three o'clock. That's an option. Not a lot of people have taken that, but that's an option. Um, The easiest option is that they cook themselves in their own home and put it in trays and deliver it. But they don't have to do anything else. If they want to stay and serve the food, they can't. If they don't want to, they don't have to. All right? So, this is the, uh, um, the, the work that we're doing here. The Tulab al Raya. How many people from the, from the students of knowledge at Dar al also contribute to the soup kitchen?
1: I'd say yesterday was probably four, four people, maybe five. Actually, six, six people were there volunteering.
0: Islam is a Dar al student or no?
1: No, no Islam. there's like Omar, maybe Ahmed. Which Omar? Khatak.
0: Khatak, Okay. Uh, I see Samer sometimes Samer is there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So there's like a handful. Zogs. I myself, yeah. Zogs family. They they do a lot of the cooking too, right? So there's there are people here who who are students of knowledge, and it doesn't have to be a hundred percent overlap. I don't expect that, but if it's it should be at least a thirty percent overlap. That around thirty or twenty-five percent of our of our hardcore students of knowledge seekers of knowledge they should also be giving back at the soup kitchen, and there are some people who do the soup kitchen; they don't do anything else. So how are you going to help? We in order to get this second day going, we need your help at launchgood.com forward slash Safina to reach our goal for this week because this week is all about the soup kitchen uh, costs. Next week, or the after 10 days or so, it'll be mainly for Darul Fath, and then it's for the building. Uh, so Safina Foundation does the, the bulk of its fundraising in this month of December. So we got the soup kitchen, we got Darul Feth, and we have uh, the building itself, because we're going to need to tear down walls every time we add a year for the seminary, for the college, for Darul Fath. We're going to have to add space, which means we're going to ask the tenants to have to move out. We have, we have to use that space. And that's going to cost uh, some renovation. It's, it's got some costs involved. So uh, that's basically what we're all about. Safina Foundation does two more things which we're not raising funds for, which one we already raised funds for and one we're not going to raise funds right now for. We're going to do that just locally and and that's hivs academy hivs academy we raise those funds locally and umrah for youth we already raised those funds this year we sent three we're sending three people to the umrah trip this is the this is the life this is the work may allah ta'ala let us keep in, uh, doing this and um and, and accept it from us we need to ask for ikhlas we need to ask for uh making sure that we're on the right track in knowledge and we're we're, we're putting out the right message and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen that um we did have one shahada believe it or not okay we did have one shahada uh, one woman had his accepted islam all right let's we can go back now to the uh full screen and we welcome Maham masoud she's back she had a concussion she was She's in concussion protocol so she can only watch uh oh why did the that was good okay Mahamadou is is back. She has she's she's in minimal uh, screen time. She's resting up because she was uh, she got a concussion. She didn't tell us what happened. Was she playing rugby? Sisters rugby night or something in England? At at uh, at, uh, at uh, what's the big park there called? What is it called? Speaker's Corner. Um, all right, let's take your Q and A. Saudi lost, fools, he gave him, he rewarded them too early, they beat Argentina, he gave them a Rolls Royce, they didn't show up for the next two games, he rewarded them way too early, there was too much pressure on them, right, like they made the Saudi and the Arab world too happy, and they ended up totally uh, botching everything after that, couldn't beat Poland or Mexico, at least they scored a goal on Mexico but how do you not even score a goal on Poland? Let's do a little World Cup roundup here. Let's go to the standings of the World Cup while we get questions. Spain is defeating Japan right now. Okay. So, the Netherlands and Senegal are in. So, you know in the World Cup, I have like I have like five teams to root for. England and the U.S. are in. England, man. Two wins, and one tie, and nine goals. For the first time, England is promising. So, Netherlands, Senegal, England, USA, Argentina, and Poland. Too bad for Mexico. Mexico is out because, even though they had one win, one loss, one tie, so did Mexico. Mex- uh, so did Poland. They, had, they both scored two goals, but Mexico gave up one goal. So Mexico had to win 2-0 uh, against Saudi, right? But because Saudi scored that one extra goal against Mexico, it knocked Mexico out. All right, Group D. Tunisia is unfortunately out, even though they had a nice win but they're out. It's France and Australia. All right, then Spain and Germany. Spain is winning. Uh, sorry, Germany. Spain is already in. It's the question: is Germany and Japan? Japan is losing, zero, One nothing, against Spain, and Germany's winning one, nothing against Costa Rica. So, if that score holds up. Then Germany's in and Spain is in as well. Spain and Germany are both in. Okay. Group F, Morocco, Croatia, Belgium, and Canada. What a weird group. Like, who's good in this group? Like, there's no great team in this group. Is Belgium supposed to be good? Morocco swept the group. They're in. Morocco is in with uh, seven points, two wins, one loss. And Croatia came in with five points. I guess Croatia is not bad, right? Didn't they make the final a couple years ago? Okay. Uh Belgium All right. Group G. Brazil and Switzerland, Cameroon and Serbia. Too bad for uh Cameroon. They go in with um one loss, one tie. Wait. Yeah, Cameroon Well, they still have to play. They only have one loss and one tie. So um, they only have one point. Switzerland has three. So still something could happen in Group D. They're not playing today, I don't think. Portugal and Ghana. South Korea and Uruguay. That's a good group, right? Portugal's good. Ghana's good. South Korea's good. Uruguay's good. They're all good. But Portugal's running away with that one. And it looks like it's going to be Ghana. So we're going to have Ghana in there. Ghana. We're going to have Morocco. We're going to have... Uh, that Senegal. We're going to have three reps. We're going to be represented with three countries. I didn't even know Australia played soccer, to be honest with you. I'd never seen that they had uh, had that. All right, so that's your... your It's going to end up being two European teams again, or a South American and a European team. I need to see Senegal. I need to see Ghana, one of these teams that never make it. Okay. So who did Morocco beat? Canada. Is that something to be proud of? Canada? Do they even have a team? What are they doing on grass? Go back on ice. Okay. So Group 5 is got... Morocco defeating Canada. All right. Highlights here. You can watch the highlights all you want. But essentially, Canada, what are you doing trying to play soccer? Get the stick. Get on the ice and do your thing. All right. Let's take your comments now. Sekou, that was supposedly not true according to a player that was interviewed oh so the rolls royce thing uh he's saying that 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 was just like one of these internet you know things that people say online that's not true okay fair enough joshua is all about senegal yes i'm all about senegal and by the way we have a whole senegalese community here right and they're sierra leone yeah i'm sure that sierra leone and senegal it's the same tribe right because all of west africa it consists of five tribes right the Euro, the yoruba the igbo the hausa and it's two more tribes so these countries are cut up based upon that but uh, cut through the tribes so all the tribes live everywhere so so these are just artificial countries gambia senegal senegambia sierra leone nigeria they share so much so so many guys from senegal ghana sierra leone omar who comes to dhikr who wears those big beads he's from ghana england hasn't played against a good team yet says bushra tunisia played well but lost Okay. Levon is uh, Levon Brown is rooting for for Deutschland. He's rooting for Germany. Okay, they should just worry about soccer and stop covering their mouths. You know, what that guy that 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 Khater, he said when they did that, he said Qatar never called you to close your mouth. It cl- asked you to close your rear ends from being penetrated, so that you could preserve your manhood and and preserve the German population from extinction Mohammed Masoud said um, now it wasn't anything as cool as uh, bumping my head in rugby it was uh, a car door or the car in, in, in Uber unfortunately so that's pretty rough Ultimus Minimus says assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. It is is it permissible to use cadaver bone in a medical setting? Mm, what does it mean? What is the use? That's the question. Uh no, well, generally that we are supposed to honor and respect human life, and we're not supposed to be um we are we aren't supposed to be using the remains of human life but if there's a, be a necessity then there's fatwa for that if there's a necessity okay Jay Perez no more commentaries on stick and ball sports soccer included okay Ibrahim Khan says are you rooting for the US? no I'm rooting for Senegal I'm all about Senegal and, and Morocco And who else? What was the third country we said? Ghana. Yeah. All these Madakia in the World Cup, man. (laughs) Uh. Does Benny Israel, says Lego Man 11, schools are out. Uh, Lego man. Does Bani Israel mean sons of Israel? Where does the word Israel comes from? It means Abdullah in Hebrew, hence the nickname of Ya'qub. Alayhi Salam. Khadija Asif says, How does one determine their station with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala? Ask yourself, Where is your station with the Quran? Where is your station with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and his Sunnah? Nova Scotia says, Is it permissible to fix uneven edges of teeth by filing them? Yes, yes, you may he says, did you ever find out anything regarding terminal extubation? No, I didn't get to the bottom of that yet. I have to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Looks like Joshua Obi is from the Ebola. The Ebo, sorry, Ebo. Uh, one of the West African tribes. All right, the West African tribes are the Menda, the Wolof, Ashanti, Aja, and other ethnic groups. These are the ethnic groups, not the tribes. It's a big difference. Joshua Obi, let us know when you visit New Jersey. We can host you. We have a guest room downstairs, bathroom, place to sleep, food in the fridge, coffee, tea, everything. Alarm clock, everything. Uh, Moab, is it sinful to take photos while doing Umrah or Hajj? No, it's not sinful to do that but the question is that to the degree that you are losing your focus in the ibadah then that would be makruh hajj for example it's a big it's there's a lot of time in hajj that there's no ibadah being done although of course the whole thing is ibadah but there's a lot of time in hajj where you're eating talking in the days in Minna but when there's intense ibadah then we shouldn't do that Moazhar says what are thoughts on muslims posting their spotify wrapped on their social medias with no Hayat? they're po- posting that they they listen to you know what they listen to they shouldn't um uh, yeah I mean, they, if they believe that something is haram to listen to then they shouldn't post it and and i think that it's probably not a good idea to for us to um, may render music to be completely all halal when it's clearly not according to the fuqaha who's going to know best us or the fuqaha also I sent a screen says Subhi recording of how to turn off your notifications in Telegram That oh thank you very much thank you very much now I didn't realize Telegram is a bit different Telegram there are these groups right and if you hit in the search button you can get into all these groups. So it's a little bit different than WhatsApp in many ways, actually, right? Which is sometimes not a good thing because it's not just a messaging thing. There, it is sort of an online, it's a social media app as, at the same time. It's a bit of a merge between a messaging app and social media app. Let's say I want to learn how to cook apple pies, bake apple pies. I could actually type the, anything in and I get a group which does have a bad side of it because that's what you were saying before, that there is pornographic groups. So you do have access to that. If it be, if a person is on Telegraph, then, uh, Telegram, I mean, there are these, it is sort of an open world. Unlike messaging, a messaging app like WhatsApp, it's just you and your friends. All right. Um, LeVon Brown has a history of living in Germany. I didn't know that. You know, he's right around here, MCGP. And he's going for Senegal too, but he likes Germany. I like Germany until so they did their antics. How to determine Zawel time because the 12 of noon does not correspond to midday. That's correct. So go to Dhuhr time. Zawal is literally the moments before Dhuhr time, when Dhuhr comes in, in the Islamic world. There's Islamic bookstore on Telegram and they have a lot of great books from the works of Sayulti and Ghazali. Okay, good. I'm going to check that out. Mm. turquoise do you know about gulenists we hate them in turkey but they are quite active in the states they're active in the states but they stick to themselves uh they have these turkish cultural centers i believe and they have some nice restaurants and stores when you go into a very nice store of uh, you know turkish store chances are they're gulenists because they are very business savvy there they help each other out in matters of business and they run all the charter schools wherever they go they start up charter schools Uh, so they start up charter schools and and they um, get federal funding for that so that's the guliness and of course there's politics which we're not going to really get into because it would open up a can of worms for us to get involved in their politics Mu'azhar says, is it permitted to trim the beard? It is permitted, yes. Okay. Hamza Hussein, I have a question. Why did Allah create us that we want to do what is bad for us and we don't want to do what is good for us? Well, um, we have a nafs. We're created in the dunya and Allah Ta'ala has surrounded paradise with hardships and and jahannam with pleasures that we have to go against and that's the whole point of the creation is to see who is truly worthy of this garden that mainly the abode of allah ta'ala jannah is such a uh, great and fanciful almost an amazing creation and gift that allah ta'ala it found that it needs to be given to those who are worthy And how do we know they're worthy? They obey Allah Ta'ala in the unseen. They obey Allah Ta'ala when they do not see Him. And what is the point of obeying Allah Ta'ala in something that you would have done anyway? doesn't prove anything, right? What the only way that you prove your loyalty to the Creator is by not doing something you want to do. And not knowing the reason why you're not allowed to do it. Just that Allah told me not to do it. Or the opposite, doing something that you you don't want to do and don't see any value in it. Who sees the value of making wudu at five a.m. and washing your feet at five a.m.? Who sees the value in that? Like there is no worldly value to that whatsoever. That's why it's called ta'abbudi, meaning you are only doing this as an expression of belief in God and His Prophet and obedience to them. There is zero value for 99% of the people to wash their feet for wudu, for Salat al-Fajr. Okay, you just made wudu for Aisha, you went to sleep, you pray Fajr, and you're not going anywhere particular, you may go back to sleep. So it's called taabbudi, which means the only reason I'm doing this is because I believe in this Prophet I believe in Allah and I will submit to him and I don't care if I don't see the value. My mind, this mind, is not at the top of the epistemological totem pole. God's command is at the top. The Prophet's command is at the top. My opinion of those commands do not have room. Do not matter when Allah speaks. Where does my opinion matter? Where Allah told me my opinion matters. In issues where he's stayed silent and allowed it for the creation to figure it out. Things like that. That's Ta'abudi. In the what? With the, uh, it's important, yes. So the separation between ta'abbudi and maqul al-Ma'na. Ta'abbudi means you're only doing it because Allah Ta'ala commanded you to and you believe him and trust him and it doesn't make a difference whether or not you understand the value designed by Allah says i pr- if i pray 3 rak'ahs of witr then i wake up for tahajjud can i pray 1 rak'ah to make it 4 rak'ahs then i can pray my tahajjud no you just pray tahajjud that's it if you prayed your witr at night shafan and witr and then you want to get up for tahajjud that's fine you can do that but what you shouldn't do is pray witr and then pray more sunnahs or no effort, I mean, before going to sleep. So if you're going to pray witr before sleeping, because you're like I might not wake up in the middle of the night, that's fine. Then you wake up in the middle of the night, you pray to That's fine. You don't have to do any th- extra witr or anything else. Is it better to live in the UK or the US? To be honest with you, I think that those little towns in the UK, the Muslims are very tight. You can get with a crew of Muslims and and live there in the UK, uh, and it, it, they have a very tight knit uh, relationships. And there's a lot of scholars in the UK, a lot. You just may not know about them, but there's a lot of scholars in the UK, trained, all UK trained, like they're ahead of us by like a good sixty years. Lego Man says, what to say when dying? لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى But you shouldn't tell someone to say something while dying. Because they may be too too exhausted or unable to. And you may take that or the people may take that uh, as um, a bad sign. When it's not a bad sign, it's just too exhausted.
1: Okay. I heard, I heard a really good story. Basically, like, Super long story short, but the shaykh was given like a hadith darz, mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's reading the hadith that says whoever dies. Uh, right. What's the hadith? Like whoever dies with the la ilaha, illa, la ilaha illallah on their tongue. It's uh, they will enter jannah. Yes. Daqarah al-Jannah. So, so he says whoever dies with. And then he says la ilaha illallah and puts down the book and dies. And he just dies like that. Who yeah. did that? Well, he's narrating a hadith the sheikh.
0: Really? Yeah. So that hadith? Yeah. Unbelievable. Subhanallah. This video?
1: No, no. It's Diyarbandi's story.
0: Ajeeb. Yeah. SubhanAllah. But basically, That's amazing.
1: SubhanAllah. It's like, we think uh, we're going to be able to like choose what we say. Yeah. As if it's like, oh yeah, I need to remember to say Allah. SubhanAllah. That's true. It's not like, like it, you have to prep for it, you know.
0: That's so true. Famous story of Imam Ahmed ibn Hamad when his son said, say ilaha illallah," he kept saying, no, no, no. So his son was so upset. And then he passed out. Then... When he came, got his regained consciousness, he said um, to his father, he said, I kept saying la ilaha illallah. you kept saying no, 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 no. And he said, no, that wasn't for you. That was for shaitan came and he said, Allah is pleased with you and you no longer have any taklif. You're not mukallaf anymore. So that means whatever is remaining of your life, there's no, uh, you're not, you're obligated to do anything. Salah, salam, zakah, hajj, anything. And that's what I was saying no to Iblis. who was trying to fool me at the end of my life. Subhi says, just never mention to or pray Sadl in Birmingham. Wow. Ibrahim Osifah Ibrahim o- Abu Isa is in Liverpool. Liverpool also has Sheikh Ibrahim Osiafa too. I met him before. Yeah, he's one of my early, early, like, mentors in Morocco 1998. He laid down the law. He laid down the law. So it's basically Maham is saying, Senegal, Ghana, Tijani soccer team over here. Morocco, too, they have Tijani. Okay. Where do you think Aaron Judge will sign? I don't know, but the Yankees botched it. That's all I can tell you. They totally botched it. They should have signed that guy way before he got, um, hit those home runs, right? Now his, his stock is up through the roof and they can't afford him. They got totally botched that one. That's because when you have a great man in the dunya, we sense, like George Steinbrenner, that's what I grew up with, George Steinbrenner. Um, the guy was nuts, but he was crazy about winning and he would not, care how much he pays right and he bought the yankees for like 11 he paid 11 million bucks his partners covered the rest of the 72 million bucks and now the yankees are worth like billions of dollars the franchise why because they won and he was crazy like i want to win sign everybody pay if the team wasn't doing well fire somebody a one bad game Someone's getting traded, and the, the players would be like, "Oh, someone—he's gonna go crazy." But he got the got some energy going. Okay, this son of his is a fool. I said it a long time ago. Hank Steinbrenner—he's got nothing. He is a zero. The Mets owner—he's the guy with the energy. He's the guy who wants to win. What's your opinion about cryptocurrency? I don't like it personally. I'm not saying it's haram. It's not haram. I have invested in it too, right? But I don't like it. I don't like something I can't see, personally speaking, in terms of money. Like, I'm buying something, but I can't see it. Where is this thing, right? Oh, it's, right. It it just bothers me that. I'm not saying anything that it's not, it's not going to catch on. It might catch on because it's far easier to use cryptocurrency than national currencies which require a bank if you're somebody that's out in the desert somewhere if you're someone poor and we as muslims involved in knowledge we deal with scholars and we deal with people all the time across the globe and we need to transfer money back and forth and cryptocurrency would be way easier to deal with it's basically like a global currency it would be way easier to deal with in that respect in the transfer respect. So if I wanted to send $400, let's say, to a brother in in Ghana or Egypt, okay, for his school or something like that, then when you do it with dollars or, or with currency, it's a hassle. If you did it with crypto, it would be much easier. So that from that aspect, I think crypto probably will take off. But I, I don't necessarily like it. Okay, what do we have here? Um, When are you coming back to Australia? I want to come back. I want to go back to Australia. Ryan, we have to go as a trip. You will love Australia. From Yemen, you go to Australia. Then we go to Singapore. Because I had a... a, uh, In winter break... No, sorry. The summer of 2020 i was scheduled to go to singapore for a tour of singapore speaking tour in singapore that would have been a blast of course covid hit and nothing happened and we didn't really pick it up after that if you if we visit in new jersey we will be able to see ryan and the rest of the team yes you come on a thursday come on a thursday spend all thursday night with us classes all through oh really mashallah then Jum'ah, then all sorts of things, and we have a guest house here, so come. What's your opinion on the Jewish Messiah announced by the Haredi group? Is this uh, the guy who plays the piano? That's the guy we talked about, right? That That lady talked, that lady's clip was so funny because she was so confused, right? She was so confused. I wish I could play it here, but it's just a waste of time. If a, if a person shares sinful things online and people look at it, are it, is that person sinful for others seeing it as well? Yes, he's spreading the haram, making it normal, and rendering him a fasiq. Subhi says that, is talking about how the BRIC countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and many other countries, they're all trying to form a gold-backed currency i'm really uh, interested in um following that the gold-backed currency all right sophia and jr are talking about telegram that your phone number is not available on telegram that's another it's more secure in that respect okay Lily Rose says, can you talk about paternalistic versus maternalistic cultures and the negative skew one may have upon Muslim societies? Uh, let me think about that and dwell upon it for a while to bring you something useful and constructive, inshallah. Uh, Maham said, I had, in the last five days, because of her concussion protocol, I had zero screen time. That's amazing. My salah and my ibadah was so peaceful. Subhanallah and made doubt for the whole mbf family while on bed rest thank you very much we need it and and yeah it is amazing when when we're completely closed off of screen time where the daffodils grow says have had a lot of spam recently on telegram and been added to groups without my consent subhanallah is eating fish from a fast food restaurant halal uh and it is not hadad if they fry the fish, or the seafood, or the shrimp in the same oil that they fry the chicken or anything else. That oil has become mutenedges, which means rendered nedges. That's the problem. Okay, now McDonald's—that thing is coming out of a freezer and thrown into a microwave. So you wouldn't want to eat that in the first place. It's disgusting. discord people talk uh, you, ryan is all about discord new generations also about discord How m- yeah yeah i like that it has it's like windows right it has files folders you could look stuff up i think that's more useful because when people join a whatsapp group just for fun whatsapp is probably better but if you're joining a group just uh for 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 a purpose then discord i think has the files right It's customizable yeah how you want it to be so you can have like information that people when they come on um all the past information is there how many people have joined a whatsapp group and said hey please send me what i missed because you can't have access to it that's the problem and telegram fixed that problem you can scroll up as soon as you join something okay Wally a <laughs> McDonald's do be bussin' though, can't lie. What shavity is this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just do an analysis of the grammar here. <laughs> oh my goodness. These kids. McDonald's do be bussin' though, can't lie. Ugh. What is the cure for depression? It's very simple. Think the thought and the matter that makes you full of happiness and excitement. No limits on that. And then ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show you the way to it and get busy worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that He can give it to you. Remember and I take this from the hadith of the Prophet them. Love, love my family for my sake. Love me for Allah's sake. Love Allah for the good things He's given you. Therefore, all of that purpose of life and love is what we want. How are you going to get that? Follow the, the domino effect that Allah told you is the domino effect. So once you have your eye upon a goal and a desire... And you know that it is going to come to you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now you're on a mission. This may be a five-year mission. Maybe more. Maybe less. But your ibadah, the worship that you do, albeit motivated for something of this world, but you're still doing worship. It's going to remove your depression. So the thing of this world is merely, it's it's a motivator. And Allah ta'ala will not allow you to use something to motivate you with and then not give it to you or fool you. No. He will either give it to you or he will direct you to something better. And so you use your, you do ibadah, that's your motivation to do ibadah, to recite a lot of Quran, to do a lot of dhikr. Turquoise says, what's your opinion on interfaith activities? I'm more of a fan of just meeting people, but stick a faith out of it interfaith to me when it has a vibe of approval of some other faith that I don't believe in I'm not into that I don't do that I don't want to be a fraud and a fake oh wow Judaism you do this no I'm not interested if I was interested I would have like researched it myself I'm not interested in that The foundation itself is corrupted, okay? So I don't believe in the foundation itself. I don't care what the results are. So I think that if it's just a matter of, well, okay, we have a church next door, let's have nice relations, fine. But as an interfaith conference where, oh, let's see what Judaism has to say. Let's see what Islam has to say. Let's see what, why don't we add the Hindus? Who are, by the way, what is up with the Hindus? They gone problems causing problems in England. The Hindutva radical talk has gone crazy in India. They're here now in New Jersey. We've been li- we've been talking about what were we talking about? Leicester. All these time we've been talking about Leicester in England. They're here now in New Jersey, okay? And they cause fitten and problems in Mashekin and the FBI is involved. Uh, Homeland Security, I mean is involved and the police is involved and they're all over NJ12 News. Hindus trying to intimidate Muslims with a truck going around that has billboards, with all sorts of um, images of the 2008 Muslim attack on a hotel in India. What do I have to do with that? What does that have to do with me? right? What does it have to do with us here in New Jersey? But they're just trying to um, they're trying to instigate something. I don't know what they want from us. What do they want from the world? So he says they're in Ohio too, and all of a sudden they they they, they got brave and bold. I I drive down the turn the Jersey Turnpike, and I see, stop anti-Hindu. Whatever it is, what is it? Anti-Hindu hate. Right? I don't know what is up with them. Just. This would be a good. Well, he is he's got it. He's got it. No, no. Look what his other th- said. I have an all-beef cookout. I was
1: thinking, like, if, yeah. if, if the truck comes, <laughs> go, no. go to the fridge get those
0: Nanzibir turkeys. And t- yep. Go get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good use of the Nanzibir turkeys that we got. But, we no, we're going to get, we're going to take the grills out and cook beef. I'm not having an interfaith with the Hindus. Peace. I'd actually rather have war with you guys. it would be fun. Uga Panda says, Shaykh, when, we when, when we are going to live forever in the Akhir, does that mean we'll always be with Allah forever when Allah says he'll remain after us or we'll be ended back or we are ended before then brought back? We are ended before all creation and living things cease to exist physically and then they are resurrected and we live on in the presence of Allah Ta'ala forever. wellia Shadley got it right it's going to be an all beef cookout okay i'm not interested in 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 uh, in these fake talks and let's have peace and let's have a a peace talk someone else could do that I'm i'm more interested in the juicy stuff let's have a fight a.a says if one is a social influencer in the top ranks, what should they try to avoid? I think, besides the haram, I think that's obvious. But you have to try to avoid that your head, your your view of reality, it can get warped. Your view of reality can get warped. Where it used to be that social media is a way to share light, the things on this world, right? As social media, as people spend more time on their social media, um, than they spend in real life, then then that becomes the main driver of this world, and that's what you have to avoid, because you really lose a sense, uh, losing touch with reality if a person goes that route. Okay, let's check the Facebook because I always ignore these guys. Okay. Sometimes it feels a hectic day job that constantly keeps you busy in the day is a curse, even though it helps us earn a halal rizq. Is lack of appreciation for such a job ingratitude to Allah's blessing? Sen Madik is asking this question, and the answer is, your appreciation for your, your day job is that you show up on time and do the job, okay? And keep your complaints to a minimum. But you don't have to like it. You work because you have to. But you're showing up on time and doing the job, that is your shukr to Allah for that job. If you need to blow off some steam and tell everyone how much you hate it, that's fine. right? But it may not be a great practice because it'll just make the job worse in your head. right? But I don't think that that's lack of shukr. The lack of the shukr, the gratitude, is to show up on time and do the job. You don't have to like it. But if you talk good about it, it may make the job easier for you if you talk bad about it it may make the job harder for you but no you're not obligated in any sense to enjoy the job or to like it no i don't think anyone likes work subhi is saying that these folks these gods and these idols they got so much rape and incest stories that you know whoever gets into that is going to be has to become someone whose mind is not right Daydream of Autumn says Mr. Stream this week hope all is well MashaAllah I have a long question put it in the DM no problem Waliya Shadli says for the Ashmawi of course on Arcview is the fall term over is there more lessons after funeral prayer no there are more lessons the fall term is not over We, we just started fasting. The chapter on fasting. Is working for the IRS or a bank halal risk. You just have to look at the interest, number one. If you're involved in that, that's the problem. Um, you know, taxation. Maybe there could be fatawa for taxation, but the interest is the main thing. The riba. And Amlodi is talking about the Ganges River because these guys, they have this massive festival every 10 years. And there's such filth in the river that the ashes of the dead are all poured in that river. And the holy men in their religion are placed in that river as is when they die. As is a corpse. What is wrong with you? Wow, are you serious? The government had to put in fl- flesh. You're kidding. The government had to put in 25,000 flesh eating turtles. So there you go, your holy man has become a turtle. That's his uh that's what they believe in, right? He's going to come back to life. There. He's eaten up by 25,000 flesh eating turtles. So some weird person who's in the business of raising turtles, got his biggest payday ever from the government of India when they purchased 25,000 to eat the corpses of the people who are put into this. I'm almost more interested in who is raising 25,000 flesh-eating turtles in order to make the sale and how much he earned on that day. That's a good payday. The The government... has begun to breed them themselves on a farm near Lucknow. Wow. $32 million later, it cost them. And the plan failed. I love it. It failed. It didn't work out. Why? The turtle doesn't want to eat these mushriks. That's why. I love this. Close that thingy. Go back to that uh, that that thing. I love it. They spent $32 million to raise 25,000 flesh-eating turtles. They're big, too. Like, you have to ha- hold it with two hands. And on top of that, it failed. All right, go down to where it failed. This is funny. All right. The pollution is still a problem. And the turtles are disappearing. I'm telling you, the turtles don't want to be involved with this shirk. I ain't eating this najasa. Hilarious. That's hilarious. Hilarious. Daydream of Autumn said during the period of Iddah, a Muslim woman gets married, she gets divorced or her husband dies. She has to undergo a iddah to make sure her womb is completely empty and to make no there be no way for any confusion of lineages okay does the woman still ask her ex-husband if she needs to go out during the iddah no no she doesn't and is it done with one talaq or three only one talaq you only recite one talaq talaq one time <laughs> okay okay I can't believe these fools spent 32 million dollars so it it's that's almost like more than a million dollars per turtle. how like who's doing the math on that And this is Smithsonian magazine this is not some some uh, unreliable posts okay about talaq does it have to be given in person no it can be given by note it could be given by a phone call it can be given by a text message it could be given by someone to to her you go tell her she's divorced boom she's divorced lewis trying to understand allah's qadr contradiction what books or resources would you recommend for grasping this um I have to write a chapter for that for in in, in the book of um, key to paradise, but I don't have a book offhand. But the best chapters to look in is actually not the chapters on Qadr, but the chapters on dua, because they do have very simple explanations of Qadr and dua. Okay, uh, daydream of autumn, no problem. There's no topic right now. We're in free flow. Um,
1: Of the Aqidah of Imam Dardir
0: Aqidah of Imam Dardir Is it translated? Yeah, English Okay, good Check that, a lot. Check that out The Aqidah of Imam Dardir How far do the Arabic Arcview Arcview Arabic courses take you? They should take you That you should be able to read Basic Arabic At a simple level Okay How do you know Shima says How do you know When making dua That Allah has Opening a door to something better Um, What is this The question should be What is the sign That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is going to give me something better The sign for that Is that you yourself Will make that decision That's the sign That something will come to you And you yourself Will say I'd rather have that alhamdulillah that allah didn't give answer my dua you yourself will say it that's the sign but don't worry about that when you're making a dua you just keep going don't worry about the future don't worry about what is allah will do this or that you just go forward yourself and you have to have certainty don't don't you cannot put a train on wobbly tracks right the train has to be on the tracks all of our ibadah is accepted only upon what precondition certainty so you cannot pray duhr until you are certain that it's in you cannot fast ramadan unless you are certain that it's in right so you cannot pray unless you are certain that you have wudu. likewise dua is not a, a answered when you're shaky it's when you're certain that it's going to happen that's when uh your dua is answered so don't let the future possibilities shake you off that certainty are you sinful says sense and if you fall asleep at night and then you only read Aisha at Tahajjah time. No, you're not sinful. Except that you're sinful if you do that on purpose. Because you passed half the night. It's still valid, but you'd be sinful if you did it on purpose. Lewis, can anyone write down the name of this book so I can save it? Alright, it's called The Creed of Imam al-Dardir. It doesn't,
1: it doesn't like exactly talk about this specifically, but it talks about the creed, so I assume it probably... Might
0: yeah, it, it's got to have a chapter on, on that if someone converted to islam for someone because they want to marry them is that wrong we would say that they're um they're they are we would treat them as muslims but between them and allah allah knows best in terms of for allah then no that's not in their iman would not be true with allah we wouldn't know that though we would treat them as a muslim Anybody who says, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, we would legally treat them as a Muslim. But spiritually, between them and Allah, you must do it for the sake of God only, for truth, for belief, not for another reason. All right, let's see what else you have. Did you do the announcement for Patreon? Ladies and gentlemen, do you want this live stream to continue or should it just fade away? into obscurity wallahi I I have the intention to try to do whether whatever the technology is dawa am da'wah am general da'wah to the muslims and I enjoy it here on the live stream because there's all sorts of people um, whereas if you did it locally it's the same people and it's a small amount of people right so it's nice to have change and to meet new people but if you're going to if you want to see this live stream continue what you're going to do is go to arcview.org arcview.org oh sorry sorry patreon.com forward slash safina society patreon.com forward slash safina society and you're going to uh, put in whatever um uh you want to put in and that's how this is the the stream continues And we also have classes tonight. What are the classes tonight? It's Tasawuf class. It's Hanbali Fiqh at 6.30, Tasawuf at 7.45. Both on Arcview Basic, which is essentially not $10 a month, which is really free, if you ask me. Uh, Abdullah says, do you recommend any Muslim channels that speak against liberalism, feminism, secularism, democracy, um Is there a channel that I would recommend that's re I would maybe go to Ham Hamza Sortsis what which one Asrar Rashid. Asra Rashid Hamza Zortsits they all they have these these things Asrar Rashid has a lot of lectures on that. Hamza Sortsis has a lot of lectures. Okay. And I'm only going to recommend you a channel that I would sort of sign off on the whole thing. right? Ibrahim Khan, ruling on mess. Does it have to be Khuf? By the way, I've joined Khuf Nation. I wear Khuf now, all winter. And then you have to get special shoes for Khuf, which is half size bigger than your shoe so unless you don't care about your shoe so that you don't expand your shoe too wide but khuf is so useful it's a leather sock you can wipe on it for wudu and uh, the shafi'iyah, they do qiyas they're allowed to do they they allow qiyas on an al- on exceptions so they also allow wiping on waterproof socks which are called hydroskins which are basically what like canoers and boat kayakers use. It's a wetsuit material, and it's waterproof. So they allow that. But the Malikiyah and the Ahnaf do not make Qiyas on an exception. So the Khuf is the only exception. It's a leather sock. And... Um, uh, on the ruxa. Oh yeah, a- yeah, on the Ruksa, they, they do not make Qiyas on the Ruksa, which is the exception. And the Hanabila, they... Uh, the Hanabila, they, um, they allow wiping on the sock, period. Umar um, said, said there are conditions. What are the conditions? I th- from what I knew from Sheikh Ahmed. Oh, it has to be above the ankle, of course. Yeah. Al Yamama says, What is the Islamic solution for capitalism? How is the economic time structured during the time of the Prophet? Uh, it's the capitalism's problem is in the hearts more so than the structure right so there's no there's nothing in the law or the system that makes you or forces you to be cutthroat, that's a philosophy of your heart of your mind and your heart that's the problem and the capitalist philosophy is that you know, nothing is more important than the bottom line. That's a spiritual belief, right? That's a philosophical position. So, the Prophet was once, he said, I was uh, thinking about, I was thinking about fixing the prices. But then I said, let it, le- let it be for Allah to decide. So there we have, we don't fix prices. But what Islam came with is, the alteration of our priorities that profit is not the highest priority it's a priority but it's not the highest one that's in a nutshell and we do have some videos on youtube on that. i signed up for arcview basic where can i find the link for to class check your spam check your email as soon as you sign in you should both get to, to the, the zoom link for arcview basic all arcview basic classes are one zoom link all arcview plus classes are one zoom link and if you don't, then send an email quick to info at so that you can, uh, we can answer that. And we'll give you the link. Melody says, I have the Arabic book that starts with Prophet Ibrahim that is read in Arcview Arabic class. I got it in Syria. Are you Syrian? Um, yeah, that's the book that they all use. Qasasun Nabiyin. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you Monday. Jazakumullahu khairan. Make sure you do a lot of salah and salam on the messenger, sallallahu on this blessed day, okay? On this wonderful and critical Laylatul Jum'ah. And don't hold back. Do a lot. Abdullah bin Masood gave us the number a thousand to shoot for but some of the ulama do even more than that okay Tuesday we have a guest Sheikh Faraz Rabbani online guest is Shaykh Faraz Rabbani Wali Isshadli the Tasawwuf class it is the concept of Tasawwuf is not tariqa based Tasawwuf. so it's ilm al and it is not a specific tariqa based to self. okay so i don't know how do i sh- say that to Walia shedley should i say no that to solve <laughs> class b right what did he say how did he say it okay oh i'm not even gonna try it be general, bruv. yeah <laughs> uh that's funny it'd be general bruv it just be a general class bruv okay all right folks we'll see you on monday subhanakallahumma bihamdik we ask allah ta'ala to accept from us and to ask allah ta'ala to make us strong in our dua in our ibadah in our khalwa with him we ask allah to give us beneficial knowledge and we ask allah ta'ala to rectify our, our character and our bodies and make them both beautiful we ask allah for all those who are sick to give them health and for all those who need wealth to give them the wealth the rizq that they need and make it a blessing for them all those seeking children all those seeking spouses that allah ta'ala fill their hearts with happiness and grant them what they're seeking we ask allah ta'ala to grant us sabr without hardship and we ask allah ta'ala to give us strength of iman and make it sweet and beautiful in our hearts and make us hate kufr and deviation and deviance and make our children hate this and make our children love iman and make it sweet inside their hearts we ask allah ta'ala to preserve all the imams and the ulama that are working in da'wah preserve this deen and transmit it to us and lastly we ask that allah make none more beloved to us than his most beloved sayyid al-qunayn sayyidina muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh <laughs>